A good day and welcome to episode 56 of the Plus One Player Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Steve, and as always, I am joined by the lore connoisseur himself, Matt Martinez. And this week, we are joined again by the short game savant, Matt O'Neill. Oh. <laughs> good evening. So how do you like that oh. nickname? I've actually been toying with a new one, short and I game? wanted to see it's a, it's a clue. See if you if you like this new one I've been toying with. I want to see it. Hear it. Ooh. All right, it's... The man who always has the high ground. Oh. I, I, I like it. Is he like Obi-Wan? He's <laughs> always got the high ground. Oh, don't try it. <laughs> so how's everybody doing this week? It's uh, It's been a fun week of gaming for sure, for me mm. personally. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. No, I've had, no, I've had no, a great week. Solid week. Very solid week, actually. Feeling good. The post, they call it the post-Thanksgiving high. Is that what they call it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're like riding into the holidays. The lights are going up. Your work is like speeding up, but then it slows down a little bit once you get to the holidays. So, uh, uh, see, yeah, that's like the opposite. I just like speed all. up right through the holidays, pretty much right through uh, the Martin Luther King holiday. I'm busy, so I'm just gonna yeah. try to run as far away from that place as I can. We had some fun this week playing a little stick fight on Tuesday night. Oh, that, that was, was a so great fun. time. Oh yeah, I love yeah. the technique that we started using of just trying to hide behind environmental objects yeah, that's and just a, waiting that's until new, the end to strike that's some new tech right there yeah i was definitely fooled by bear he got you in, good he's, he he's was hidden master. in that bush i say i hit a, a a gaming milestone this week uh i finally oh. beat the witcher uh <gasps> main quest hey after, oh, after three years God. the base game <laughs> yeah i finally beat the base game wow hey nice. cheers to the backlog right there i've played so many hours i'm not even close to the end of that one it was so weird because like by the end i was like oh like this is it like this is like the last this is the home stretch of the game and i yeah. started like delaying it and i was like oh. what else can i do oh. i just started like looking around i was like oh my god i just have to finish it like, I'm so close. Just beat it. Well, with that game, you know that you have blood and wine that you can. Do, I still which is haven't even really started good. any of that. Yeah, and that's like a whole another eight million and a half hours. The Witcher, the game that just keeps on giving or taking, depending on how you look at it, I guess. And so, obviously, we've had some fun gaming, and you'll notice again he's absent. We don't know where he is, but rumor has it. I yeah, I heard this. Manny, rumor. Manny's taken up a real bold quest, folks. It seems to be. That Manny is trying to bring the good word of Quake Champies to the Sentinelese tribe. Mm. I gotta tell you, this is his his most daring effort yet. He, every day, he sends out <laughs> in the Discord, anyone down for Quake Champies? And usually it's a no. So he's he's just going out on the, the boldest of limbs here yeah. to try to recruit this crowd. Because I guess he's exhausted all other options. Everyone else has said no. He's, yeah. He's paid off some fishermen to like bring him there or something. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. But uh, what sort of gaming rigs do the Sentinelese have? I guess we're gonna find out. Top of the line, top <laughs> of the line stuff. Ten eighty Ti. They don't they don't share it with anyone. That's why they don't want anyone coming on their eye. Honestly, they probably have the best gaming tech, and we would never know. So hopefully, Manny can find out and report back to us. But in the meantime, mm. as he was fashioning together his survival gear and you know just tearing apart the house to make sure he had enough enough quake champions consoles <laughs> to bring <laughs> on this boldest of journeys he left the house a fucking mess 
So we got to keep it clean. So as always, please follow us on social media. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at plus one player, and that's at plus the number one player. We also have a Facebook, which is facebook.com slash plus one player. So go check out all of our social media sites. Give us a like, give us a follow, and you will stay informed on everything that's going on on the site. We post all of our articles, all of the podcast links, and some other little pictures and things we find amusing. So while you're on the social media sites, staying up to date on everything that's going on the website, which of course is plusoneplayer.com, head on over to the website, check out all of our content, and you'll also find links to our Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash plusoneplayer, where we stream almost every single night of the week. I streamed a little bit of Red Dead Online last night. That was fun. I'm going to talk about it later. A little tease for y'all. And of course, we're streaming some other good things. We streamed Stick Fight on Tuesday, like I mentioned, and that was an absolute blast. So go check us out on twitch.tv slash plus one player. Also on the website and in our Twitter bio, you can find the link to our Discord. We have an amazing community with just about 90 folks. We have conversations every single day, all night, into the wee hours of the morning sometimes, all about video games, movies, TV, and of course... This is insane. It still reigns supreme. The Pikachu meme it will not go away. It's really just dominating. So congratulations to Pikachu. That is one thing I'll give you credit for, you electric little mouse. So if you've enjoyed anything that you've seen on the site or on social media and you feel the need to join our Discord, feel free to join the conversation. Unless, of course, you're racist. In which case, we're going to Pikachu meme you the fuck out of there. Oh. That'll be our face like when that. the racist enters the Discord. It'll just be... <gasps> Yes, and that's, you will, that's you'll get all they get posted <laughs> until they leave. All, that's all I'll say. <laughs> and new to housekeeping and new to just the team in general, folks, we finally have a merchandise site. It's plusoneplayer.threadless.com. Head on over there. You can get some sweet t-shirts, some sweatshirts, stickers. The stickers are all the rage. We got notebooks. We got phone cases. We got water bottles. So head on over there. Buy some awesome Plus One Player gear. We would love it if you did. And if you buy it, take a picture and throw it on social media. Give us a tag, and we would love to share it. We yeah. want to see all you guys rocking the sweet Plus One Player gear. We love our community, and we love the support they give us. So head on over to plusoneplayer.threadless.com. So after all that, if you've enjoyed the content we put on the website, if you enjoy listening to the podcast, if you're having fun in the Discord community, Head on over to patreon.com slash plus one player. And if you're feeling generous, feel free to throw us a buck or two because that along with anything that people buy from the merchandise store will go right back into the show to make it the best it could possibly be. We have a great group of supporters. We love them so much. We thank them for all their generosity. So head on over to patreon.com slash plus one player. And of course, we can't finish housekeeping without mentioning our biggest Patreon supporter. That's Nerdiest Brands, the sponsor of the show. As always, if you don't know about Nerdiest Brands, they are a fantastic website that features products from vendors and designers from around the world, no matter the nerdy fandom. So if you'd like some rad nerdy gear, head on over to nerdiestbrands.com. That's nerdiest, N-E-R-D-I-O-U-S, brands.com. Not .edu, because it's not an educational institution. And with that, the house is lovely. So clean, so fresh. And we have some amazing nice. things to talk about, as we always do. Episode 56, the Game Awards will be tomorrow night. This will be coming out the wow. day before the Game Awards. And so we have some amazing things to talk about. I'm excited for the Game Awards, of course. We talked about that last week. We shared our predictions. If you haven't heard that episode, go back and listen now. You can pause this, come back to it afterwards. But we have some amazing things to talk about and some fun planned. I think there's a segment that I'm excited to see return. So Matt, what are we talking about this evening? Well, today we're going to start out with our third glitch report. 
And then we're going to move on to the topic of the pod, which is a look back at 2018, things we enjoyed, things we didn't like, uh, who impressed us, and ultimately, how does it compare to 2017, and which year was a better year for gaming? And then we'll move into patch notes like we normally do to update you on some gaming news. So we're going to start off with the glitch report where we bring you news that we made up confirmed by sources that don't exist. This is Glitch Report. All right, who would like to start? We each have two. Uh, we each have two, yeah. Sources, They're spicy. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Very spicy. Lots of spice today. So, yeah, who wants to go first? All right, I'll go first. All right. <laughs> all right, so this one's actually like hot off the presses. This just in, you know, all my sources were just emailing me about this. I was getting tons of emails and tweets at me mm. all the time. And, and this was a big day. one. Bit, very busy day. So the board of Activision Blizzard uh, is rumored to have given advice to Fallout 76 creator Bethesda in how to launch a game and turn it around in a year. Activision board president, <laughs> who's also Donald Duck's wealthy uncle, uh, recommended to Todd Howard that in order to release a solid game, you need to make sure it's unfinished, that there's not a lot of endgame content, and that you should drop the price quickly, but also charge a lot of money for unfinished DLC that should launch pretty quickly after release and could have been in the original game. Uh, we reached out to Mr. Howard for comment, but all he responded with is, we don't really plan to do anything about it, and he sent us a plastic bag in the mail. <laughs> Oh, jeez. That is spicy. Did it have a Ziploc? <laughs> so that was, you know, confirmed from my sources to all have happened. I will say Activision is stellar at year two content. They've they've really got it figured out. <laughs> it's really where they hit their stride. Yes. yes. The year <laughs> post. Sophomore year slump? They... I think not. <laughs> all right, Steve, why don't you update us? What what are you what are your sources telling you? Interestingly enough, I also have a source talking about some Bethesda stuff. I mean, they've they've been a little busy. Oh, There's a lot wow. of things going around with Fallout 76, as we know. So just it's no li- surprise. Just a little. You know, it's no surprise mm-hmm. to see these news stories come through. This one's titled Bethesda announces a new premium Fallout 76 package labeled because fuck you, that's why. <laughs> Oh. After a rocky start, to say the least, on their daring endeavor that is Fallout 76, Bethesda has decided to reward future players of the online-only game with a premium package that will surely invoke jealousy in players who missed out. In the Because Fuck You, That's Why package, gamers can expect a Fallout 76-themed <laughs> controller that's actually only filled with gumballs and not functional at all, a sweater <laughs> crafted out of the tears of disappointed <laughs> players, a jar full of scorpions that you have to open in order to access the game, and lastly... <laughs> Pete Hines will spit in your mouth while Todd Howard stands in a corner smirking. Why would Bethesda oh, go all no. out of this premiere package worth a modest $699.99? Because fuck you, that's why. Wow. So there we go. That's a spicy news uh, piece. I don't know about you, but that sounds like a steal. <laughs> that's a spicy news piece. <laughs> the oh, scorpions man. seem like the most interesting. Because, you know, I feel like that's how so, yeah. badly do you really want to play the game? Do you want to open up that jar of scorpions? I've seen my cousin. My cousin killed a scorpion on a wall once with a hammer. Was it preventing him from playing video games? We can send the. Well, I'm just <laughs> right. Yeah, I think he could handle it. He could handle it. <laughs> All right, Matt. What uh, what are your sources telling you? I know you have some. Uh, you've got your oh, own Long Island got, group I've of sources. Some, I do. Yeah, I have a. I have my own. My, my birds are uh, 
uh, chirping, as they would say. Mm. Mm-hmm. But th- this is something that uh, you and I have uh, oh. long suspected, uh, but have only heard oh. uh, whispers, but uh, has uh, just okay. officially been confirmed. Um, mm. Saying that Destiny 2, the new expansion oh. coming out, heralds mm. a major change for a beloved character. Mm. Uh, the developers of Destiny 2's Black Armory expansion have just announced that a fan-favorite character will be returning to the game, albeit with <gasps> a few changes. That's right. Osiris from the oh. DLC Curse of Osiris will be making his triumphant return to, onto oh, no. the D2 stage. Fortunately, the original voice actor for Osiris, Odid Fair, known for his roles in The Mummy and mm-hmm. The Mummy Returns, mm. will be unable to repri- reprise his role due to a scheduling conflict. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the, the producers decided to reach out to another legend of film to see if he could lend his talent to the oh, character. No. But sadly, Brendan Fraser was unavailable. (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully, the next actor they reached out to was more than happy to take on the role. Coming out of retirement after 15 years, Sir Mm. Sean Connery is now the new voice of Osiris. (laughs) (laughs) The decision to cast the former James Bond was partially motivated by a desire to rejuvenate the character of Osiris, as many fans felt he had been woefully underutilized. Mm. Rumors also suggest that Osiris's arch nemesis Panoptes will also be returning, <laughs> that the expansion will depict the complex relationship between the two. According to a source within Bungie, most of mm. these scenes will involve Osiris making disparaging, often crude <laughs> remarks about Panoptes' mother. <laughs> Panoptes! <laughs> gonna fuck your mom! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Mr. Cottery's agent had this to say on the news. Sean is still very much in retirement, and to be honest, we don't think he actually knows he's even been cast in a role. (laughs) (laughs) When asked to comment, Sir Connery only responded with a curt, suck it. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's what I that's what I've got so far. That's but, uh, impressive. Like like I said, like me and you have uh, been suspecting this for a while that yeah. uh, this, that this big change was coming. But we knew. Only now it's, yeah. it has it been confirmed. Now that's how you revitalize a character. I, I gotta credit uh, Brian Bispo for that yes, one. Bispo. He did come up with that. One. Okay, well, oh my my phone has been ringing off the hook. Oh, yeah. With news from the Game Awards, Fortnite has swept the competition in the 2018 Games Awards, winning almost every category it was nominated for, including but not limited to the following categories: Game of the Year, Best Ongoing Game, Game Most Likely for a 12-year-old to spend $300 of their parents' money on. Best Bob the Builder crossover game. <laughs> game game most likely to find a famous and sexist streamer playing who fears middle school students saying he has a girlfriend even though he's married. Uh, game most quickly running out of new ideas. Game most likely to hook a child on gambling. And lastly, the Yes, You Do All Have Phones Award. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I can't believe they cleaned up oh. like that. It's amazing. Yeah, they really just sweeped the competition. They sweeped it. <laughs> just sweeped it. The Do You Not Have Phones uh, award really is becoming the most prestigious. Right? I feel, Every, everyone of, of thought. The, of the night. Re- people really look forward to that. Yeah, I mean, people thought Diablo was going to take it, but didn't. All right, Steve, anything spicy? Folks, I got some real spiciness. Now, this is 
another mm. tale in an ongoing saga here at the Glitch Report. I think mm-hmm. you all know what's coming next. Major Death mm. Stranding announcement planned for the Game Awards. Oh. While we haven't heard much since E3 regarding the mysterious Hideo Kojima creation Death Stranding, rumor has it that we'll be getting a major earth-shattering announcement at the upcoming Game Awards. Details are scarce, however one source claims to have the inside information that so many crave. Choosing to remain anonymous for obvious reasons, the reliable source believes Kojima may have finally given in to Guillermo del Toro's bizarre insistence that naked fishmen be a focal point of the game. After months of borderline harassment, it seems Kojima has finally given in to del Toro's demands, says the source. They continue to note that in what fashion this supposed army of naked fishmen will appear in the game remains to be seen. But I have it on good authority that Kojima gave in after he walked in on Del Toro concoct. <laughs> after oh, no. he walked in on Del Toro concocting an elaborate surgical procedure, which would turn himself into the creature he loves the most. Oh. Kojima couldn't possibly allow Guillermo oh, to go no. total fishman, so they struck a compromise that we should learn more about shortly. Something sure seems fishy here. Mm. Mm. Wow. Another twist in this. this so it really story. just sounds like Del Toro was ready to go like the Tusk route. I don't know if you've guys seen the Kevin Smith movie Tusk. Oh, okay. But well. it involves turning an individual into a walrus. So it seemed like he was going that route with uh, the Fishman thing. So I'm, I'm glad Kojima kind of stepped in and gave like gave this little inch. So I'm curious to see how it'll play in Death Stranding. I mean, already there's really. No, I mean, how could that make the game any weirder when you really break it down? I mean, honestly, it's probably adding well-needed plot to the game. Could be. It might, could be. Might ground it a little more in reality. It could. Mm-hmm. That's a good, another good point. So, yeah, spicy, spicy news. So, I guess we'll find out at the Game Awards what's that all about. But, uh, hey, another, another renamed tale. renamed it to The Shape of Kojima. <laughs> That's part of the deal. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Matt. Any other news from Long Island? I do, I do. This, uh, this is a, this oh. is a bit of a small story, you know. It was mm-hmm. my sources are they, they can't always, you know, give me the most spicy stories. But um, <laughs> right. I, th- I thought this one warranted uh, some discussion. Mm. Okay, hey, it's um, Sony exhibits new merchandise in time for the holidays. Oh. With uh, Christmas just around the corner, Sony mm-hmm. has announced they are rolling out a brand new lineup of custom controller shells for the PS4. <laughs> Many of the new designs feature fantastic art from Sony exclusives like God Mm. of War, The Last Mm. of Us, Spider-Man, and many others. The merchandise is all available for a limited time only, but the company has announced that every purchase of a new console will come with a free pair of controller skins. John Cadera, president of Sony Interactive Entertainment, had this to say regarding their latest marketing strategy. Mm -hmm. Sony sells sweet shells by the PS4. God, that's like a fucking Colin mockery. Like my uh, my so my good. muse. <laughs> oh my god! So I had that exactly in mind. That's it. <laughs> that's amazing. That's so that's a fucking great way funny. To, great way to wrap up the glitch report. That's if I do say so myself. Ending. <laughs> All right. Well, that was the glitch report where we brought you the news that we made up, confirmed by sources that don't exist. So, let's move on to the topic of the pod, a look back, a retrospective, la, if la, you will, la. Oh, on 2018. I think 2018 turned out to be a great year for oh, gaming. Oh, yeah. So, we're really going to dive into what we enjoyed, what left us disappointed, who impressed us, 
and then ultimately uh, how it compares to 2017. Why don't we start off with things that we really enjoyed, that we were excited about, that surprised us, and then we'll go from there. I started out last time. So Steve, do you want to you want to start out? I would love to start out. So I think I'll go with kind of what surprised me the most and mm, mm-hmm. this one is kind of a twofer for me and it's both in the indie category. And so oh, it would yeah. have to be Celeste and the Messenger. For different reasons too, because Celeste really surprised me because I never thought I'd actually be into a game like that. Like I, mm. I like I've said before, I really only played kind of like Sonic as platformers and I only kind of sparingly play a lot of like the Nintendo ones, like the old Mario games and things yeah. like that. Because again, I, I had a Sega growing up. So I never really got into those basically retro platformer games. And so this yeah. one came out, I heard a lot of good things about it. So I figured I'd try it. And then it completely sucked me in no matter how difficult hmm. certain parts of it got, I couldn't put it down. And the story was what easily was the best part of it. I thought it was pretty incredible how they were able to tell such an amazing story and just like text boxes, with only mm. about like a 10 hour runtime. And this kind of goes to what I don't know if, if Matto is going to talk about like uh, Oberdin later, but how that shorter gameplay style, like you actually can get through it and go enjoy other games after it. It doesn't take up too, too much of your time. So that was another thing. It told a great story concisely mm-hmm. and it really tugged on my heartstrings. There are a lot of moments where I was like, all right, that's, that's really touching and like well written. And. Mm. That, that surprised me. For The Messenger, this kind of double dips into living up to the hype because that's what surprised me the most about it. This is like an indie game, and it was mm. their, this studio, Sabotage Studios, it was their first game, and it got all this yeah. hype before it came out. Like, oh, it's going to be this amazing title. So that's a lot to live up to for an indie studio. Tons of pressure, mm-hmm. but they knocked it out of the park. And that's, like, that's one, like I've said, I still need to finish, but every second I've had with it has been super enjoyable. And that's one of the things that surprised me the most about it is that it was able to live up to that outrageous hype for being that studio's first game. So huge credit yeah. to Sabotage. Because uh, obviously we've had the chance to talk to Thierry and some of them, and they're an amazing team, tons of hardworking folks, and they like to have a lot of fun. And they created an incredible game. So kudos to them. Good year for uh, Sabotage, I'd say. Yeah. I, one of the things I wrote on my when I was planning for this was the continued rise in indie games. Yeah. Because uh, I feel mm. like in indie gaming had like a really strong year. I didn't really play any indie of them. <laughs> I didn't really play any of them. But they. I know, you know, I know that you liked and, and Manny loved The Messenger. I know you really loved Celeste. I know, O'Neill, in your review of Oberdin, you also really liked that. Like, there were just some solid releases this year in the indie world. And um, it's just cool to see the indie community sort of thrive and find their footing. And hopefully it, like, inspires more devs to get into, you know, indie gaming. And maybe there's devs out there that just, like, need a little push or they need a supportive community. And um, as it grows and as the game's become more popular it's nice to see maybe those people are getting that push and that support that they need yeah matt did you have any indie games on your list you wanted to talk about or no oberdin is probably like you, you brought it up that was kind of my big like indie surprise for this year yeah because i i hadn't even heard about it like because mm. i know the guy um Luke, lucas pope i think his name is he's like the pro he's the guy who made the game mm-hmm. he did it all by himself he mm-hmm. made this game papers please which I hadn't played, but I have it now, and I'm planning on playing it at some point. Oh, nice. So I started with this game because, like, a friend I know was had heard about it, 
Yeah. And he recommended it to me. I was like, oh, okay, like I don't really play that many mystery games, you know, or games of this type, but like I'll give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And like I couldn't believe how quickly it, like just drew me in mm. to like the, this like world it was creating. It's like I don't I don't know if you ever seen like like Master and Commander. Have you ever seen that movie? <laughs> I have not, but <laughs> okay, I, I know there's well, some it, scenes. It's it's like a very very faithful sort of like recreation of like life on the high seas, like serving on mm. like a ship where it's like you have this book and it has everyone's like rank everyone's role on the ship and it like sets, it does like a faithful job of recreating like what life was like like this is like and it serves like as part of like the mystery too because you need to like assign because like you have people's names in their rank and then you have faces and you have to match them mm-hmm. so like knowing like what this rank does or where they would be on the ship or like what they dress like that helps you like identify people mm-hmm. and and it's it's also like like i said this goes back to the appeal of like having a short game because they beat this game in like three days i think tops like fully beat the game yeah like everything and like that almost never happens that never ha- I, oh maybe, for sure yeah maybe like seven hours but like that is coming across as like a bad thing to many people like a lot of people think like oh you know seven hours like why would i pay for this if i'm gonna like never pick it up again because i probably won't play it again for a very long time just because like i know i know like i know what everything is now there's not really a right Mm -hmm. but like when you watch a movie if you go like you pay like 12 bucks for a movie ticket like you still like you're only you've seen the movie that's only like two and a half hours so like like paying 12 bucks for a a cool indie i still like i feel like it was my investment was validated just because like i've never had like it was like i've never had like a unique experience like that yeah yeah Yeah, but um that was definitely like my big surprise of the year and i think my big takeaway this year is like Mm. and we've talked about it like multiple times on the podcast but just single player games like really Mm. taking it by storm this Mm -hmm. because this Mm. year was huge for like the single player sort of mark like you have god of war you had um what spider-man you have red Mm -hmm. dead Mm-hmm. but like it's just it's just good to see like that like i mean i never assassin's really creed. yeah assassin's creed yeah like i never really thought like single player games were going out of style but it's good to see that they're still like up there with like you know the, yeah. next, the next call of duty or the new battle royale who gives a crap right right <laughs> like, yeah there was definitely like an internet scare where people were like Oh yeah. my god, there's no more single player games. And then this year was like, wait, no, here's a bunch of single player games. Yeah. I'm just I hope that gets like put to rest now. That's sort of like cuz that really yeah. was kind of like unfounded. Like, no, no, they're still very much like in the running. I'm just happy to to see that. <laughs> yeah. Same here cuz I am uh, someone who definitely gravitates towards single player experiences as the bulk of my gaming. And so it's been a lot of fun this year because there's been just title after title that's been a mm-hmm. great single-player experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, what else have people enjoyed? I, I One of the things I wrote down was just, like, really exciting game releases in general. Like, we had a really solid year of, like, good titles. God mm-hmm. of War, Red Dead, Pokemon, Destiny Forsaken. Spider-Man. Shadow Spider-Man. of the Tomb Raider. Shadow Tomb Raider, Odyssey, Metal Gear Solid Survive. <laughs> oh no! 
strong start to this year. <laughs> really starting out the year real. I got a high watermark. Oh. <laughs> that one. Oh, and Far Cry Five. Like I feel like that. Oh, yeah, got Cry completely 5. forgot about. Yeah. I had a lot of fun yeah. with it. I did. I definitely think it didn't live up to the hype. That's definitely one of the ones no. I would put in that that kind of category. That kind of disappointed. Um, so mm-hmm. we'll talk about that as we get along because I'd still like to t- stick on you know the things we've enjoyed about 2018 before we go into that little area. Yeah, yeah, you're right. There's just been release after release. It was like month after month. It felt like you had some new game to play. Yeah, I'd say one of the other things I enjoyed was. Just like, and I think it started late last year, but a pushback against microtransactions that alter the game experience, like XP boosts or guns or mm-hmm. gun enhancements, stuff like that. Like there was a really big community pushback against that, which I appreciate. Oftentimes community reactions on the internet can be too much in whatever direction that might form. But I think that one is one that was totally valid and warranted. I think there's lots more work to be done in that area of sure. of gaming, but uh, it was nice to see like a complete retaliation against yeah. that that sort of like abuse mm-hmm. by game companies, which was nice. Because there didn't seem to be any like sort of controversies like of in like the vein of like with Battlefront 2 or like oh you get to buy your loot box and you get like a Darth Vader gets a, a rocket launcher on his head or whatever <laughs> they were like they're just like these like sharks that, like, with freaking laser beams yeah. attached to their head <laughs> yeah, it's just like the loot boxes that give you like very obvious advantages over everyone else right and I feel like like this like you're right like there did seem to be a change like I didn't like there's still obvious loot box controversies amongst like you know the usual like you know mm-hmm. with Fortnite or like what have you mm-hmm. but it's mostly been about like at least cosmetic sort of things like i still like i'm not too fond of that to begin with but mm-hmm. like it's a start it's definitely a start when we're like limiting it to at least non-gameplay affecting yeah. items and i'm interested one of the things i'm interested in seeing in 2019 is like government involvement in the whole gambling issue mm-hmm. for kids and seeing what happens with that i think that'll be very interesting yeah christine had a uh, lovely little article on plus one player.com slash read all about oh. microtransactions oh. being uh, put under investigation so who knows oh loot boxes excuse me not microtransactions oh. as a whole oh. but loot box gambling that's what we're talking about Microtransactions. I feel like there's going to be so much like confusion amongst these like old lawmakers. Like, what's a so a loot box transaction? Yeah, and you gotta. Uh, yeah, I'd say overall though, like there's been a ton of enjoyable stuff in 2018, and that's where because yeah. I remember we talked about this. I want to say probably around July, where we were kind of looking at where the year was so far and kind of where it projected to be in comparison to 2017. And back then, I think we were all kind of under the impression that 2017 was going to be the one that we would look at as be like, all right, that was probably the better overall year for gaming. But I got to tell you, as like the years come to a close and the way that most of these big ticketed games and how they've actually played out, it's turned out that I think 2018, at the very least, has given 2017 a complete run for its money in terms of like quality games that have been released and not just like one or two. There's been consistent quality throughout the year. Yeah, mm. for sure. 
Well, before we get to that, because I have thoughts. Oh, we have. That. I know we have thoughts. We all we have got thoughts on that. Got thoughts. Um, yeah. No. Were there any other things that you guys wanted to mention in terms of like things we enjoyed or surprised us? Nothing that really surprised me. Yeah, I just have an yeah. honorable mention for Destiny Two Forsaken. Surprised me that they turned the game around. Yeah, I'll agree. I that really thought I was, it was surprised. Dead. But then certain marketing things did not surprise <laughs> me, and they. Sh- oh, that's true. <laughs> oh, even though they did surprise me, which is a lie. Because <laughs> so I, basically, I what it is it. is like as long as Bungie gets to be Bungie and doesn't get meddled by Activision, things go well. That's pretty much what we've learned over the past year. Yep. Parent companies suck, basically. But no, I mean, I agree. Like, Forsaken was a, a yeah. huge surprise. I didn't think I would go back to that yeah. game, and that that actually you know, that brought me back. And then I guess we have to throw out yeah. No Man's Sky, even though I know I know Matt, yeah. um, you played a little of it, but I, as you all know, I was not too big on No Man's Sky. <laughs> but it was a surprise. So, it brought I, people I, back. Yeah, it was a surprise. What about um, disappointments or things you weren't as happy with? I think I'll start off with like I mentioned earlier, Far Cry Five. I yeah. I did get enjoyment out of the game. I'm not gonna lie to yeah. you. Like I thought it was relatively fun. It was cool to have the multiplayer aspect, although I didn't like the fact that when you were doing co op, if you were in like another person's game, your progress didn't carry over to yours. Like your XP went up and stuff like that counted, but your mission progress didn't carry over. So you would just have to go back to your game and then do the same exact missions over again. So that was kind of hmm. like a weird thing that they would throw in because, yeah. I mean, they had Wildlands, and from what I recall, Wildlands did, like, the actual co-op progression. So it was weird that mm. Far Cry didn't have it. Overall, though, I was pretty underwhelmed with uh, the story. I thought they could have done a lot more with that villain, just because the whole religious cult thing is very interesting to me. And I, I thought it looked really great from all the marketing materials. And then when you actually got into the game, I thought it lacked a little bit of substance. I didn't think you got enough time with the main villain, Father, was it Father Joseph? Yeah, I just thought it was kind of a, an overall Joseph. letdown. And like I said, there were some mechanics yeah. that I was very, uh, very upset with. And the fact that, like, they didn't seem to have cutscenes tied to specific missions. They just had cutscenes that would randomly pull you out of whatever you were doing if you hit some arbitrary XP bonus or whatever. Like, if you got to a certain XP point in whatever region, all of a sudden, a cutscene would trigger. So if you were in the middle of taking out an outpost, you would get pulled into this cutscene and then have to go back and restart that outpost, even though you just had, like, two guys left to kill. It was a very questionable mechanic. I didn't understand it. Um, I did play some of the DLC. I I didn't play the the second two, but I did play the Vietnam one. That was pretty cool because I was really just, like, playing Far Cry with those mechanics in a Vietnam setting. And I thought it actually played really well, but overall I felt like that was kind of a disappointment. Mm. Uh, my, my one disappointment, I don't want to talk about too many. I'm only going to talk about one. That's why is blizzard this year. Blizzard let me down. Battle for Azeroth wasn't as good as it, as it could have should have been. You mean Asgard? (sighs) No, not Asgard. (laughs) The environments were certainly beautiful. The music was certainly fantastic gameplay and game content just just really wasn't there they dropped the ball on a lot of things and unfortunately haven't really been able to fix or, or alleviate a lot of, sis, of of the systems they have going they went from like a really really good expansion legion mm-hmm. to bfa this whole azurite system taking over instead of the you know the, the weapons is it, it just hasn't worked out and, and yeah. the mechanics are, are really questionable in terms of like your character's advancement 
So, you know, that was one thing, and, and that wouldn't have been a huge deal for me because there's other MMOs I can play, you know, while they get their stuff together. But then you had BlizzCon with oh, the whole boy. Diablo fiasco, and it's just like, I know we're going to talk about this later in patch notes too, but, like, I just got to question, like, some of these management slash PR and marketing decisions, and, like, BlizzCon was just that. It was like who made this marketing decision around this Diablo mobile game and zero Diablo, was it four announcement? Why couldn't they put a teaser at the, like that's the one thing that stuns me about that whole situation is that like, if you put the tiniest teaser with a black screen, some music that your composer throws up for you and a fade in of a new Diablo four logo, the messaging after or the fan community reaction after that, nobody would have even be talking about the mobile game. Everyone would be talking about, I wonder what Diablo 4 is about. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, like who made, what what person made this decision to like, first of all, leak that there would be a Diablo announcement and then the Diablo announcement is just a mobile game when we know 4 is in development. It's just like, who, I don't know, who made these decisions? And that was just like a major <laughs> disappointment. So uh, so I think Blizzard really dropped the ball this year. Well, I'll maybe cr- amend that statement to like Activision has massively dropped the ball. Yeah, it's pretty obvious they have impacted the the kind of day-to-day operations of Blizzard in more ways than For one. For sure, yeah. So that would be mine. Sure. Matthew, do you have one? Uh, hmm. In terms of like disappointment, it's hard to say it's like disappointment, but something mm-hmm. that's like definitely been less than stellar this year uh there's been a lot of like bad stories coming to light about like toxic workplaces yeah in yeah. the gaming industry this whole yeah. year like you have you have the whole telltale like implosion mm-hmm. which like that's been going on for a while and right said like you know there's been like stuff but like it's obviously it came to a head and like affected the entire company mm-hmm. now now they're gone yeah uh, more or less gone uh, you have this stuff with um, Riot, with like the, uh, Riot's the huge. sexual harassment, which is really bad. You have the with Rockstar. Yeah. It's like Rockstar, I, at least the thing with Rockstar, like I still am not like totally buy in their whole like swing, like they're like the way they're pitching it. Mm-hmm. But like they're at least doing a solid job of kind of like patching up the holes in, in a way. Yeah. Like their, their PR is at least is really doing their job. <laughs> right but like not i'm not yeah. saying like i'm buying everything like there's like someone doesn't just mm. up and say like eh, well, we work yeah. like 100 hours a week and that's just like oh oh no he meant this he meant like right. sometimes yeah. the, the like, one good yeah. thing that came out of it was that they started to allow their employees to like speak openly about it because like you i remember you, that we yeah, ended up that seeing was good um, since a lot of them talked to Jason Schreier and Kotaku, and we ended up seeing that there, yeah. like, like we suspected, there were a lot of varying opinions on how it worked there. Mm-hmm. But obviously, there was some things that needed to be brought to light. And so, like, while I like all of this is disappointing, it's good to see that a lot of this is starting to come to light. So hopefully, in the future, companies start to reevaluate and be like, maybe you know, maybe we are doing some of these things and we need to clean up our act. Mm-hmm. I feel like the telltale thing should really like, Oh yeah. More than anything just because it's like, it's, Oh, it's actually financially bad for your company to like, yeah. pump out games. Like, Oh yeah. You know, we forgot about arena net where they fired those two devs. Yeah. Mm. The female engineer who like spoke out against some 
asshole on Twitter and then the male right, engineer right, right, right. who like try was helping defend her and they fired them both, which was ridiculous. So hopefully these I mean the good coming out of those bad things, sort of like Steve, what you were saying, is that like hopefully hopefully those companies start getting their act together because of the outrage against those things and like hopefully other companies will like see all of these reactions from the community as like warnings that like we won't take your horrible work practices in whatever light they may be you know so we'll see i i hope it'll be kind of like last year like because like you just said with the with the microtransactions thing like well mm-hmm. you had the battlefront mm-hmm. thing last year and now this year like we're still having you know hiccups but there's definitely been like a market improvement Mm-hmm. Like like some things have changed. There is some level of change. So hopefully next year, right? Like regards yeah, yeah. to this, like we'll start seeing you know some level of improvement. Cool. Well, any other things to add to this little disappointment? Is, is everyone ex- <laughs> is everyone excited that every multi multiplayer game for the foreseeable future is going to be Battle Royale until <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. end of time? Because I think that's like. Actually, the king I don't of this think so. year. Well, not for the force. I, I, it'll burn. I, I think. I think we're burning burn out. out. It's gonna burn out next. Well, I like, think you started to see because, year. like, Call of Duty. Once you saw a AAA game make it, you're like, well, that's so much better than all these other battle royale games. And so I'm curious. I'm very curious to see what Battlefields is like. That their gameplay has always been stellar. I and I do like Battlefield Five. I've had some fun with that multiplayer. So I'm very interested to see what that battle royale is gonna be like. But I think we're start- starting to finally see, like, the phase-out of all these just, like, beta games where, like, we're doing a battle royale, but this time all you get is rulers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> ruler royale. Yeah, I think, like, this year was, like, the year. One like, foot high- to rule them yeah. all. <laughs> this is, like, the high point of battle royale. This I, is, like, hope so. was, I hope Which is funny because it's, like, the it. year it became big at all. Yeah. And well, end of last year, year. Next year, yeah, yeah, that's when it's, like, yeah, that was, like, it's a know, man. Fortnite won, uh, was an ultimate game of the year at the Golden Joystick, so we're all, we're all fucked. Like, Fortnite beat out, like, God It also won you Dead. all have phones. It did win. Do you, do you all have phones? <laughs> yeah i hope we're i hope we're done i hope we're on the way down i hope we're on the down slope i think i think we'll see something else take its place though who knows what that is though okay so final final discussion question which year wins 2018 or 2017 i think to be so bold as to go first that 2017 wins I will just read some of the games that were nominated last year for oh, various yeah. categories. I was looking at some of these games that came out too, and yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a list. <laughs> Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Horizon Zero, Zero Dawn, Persona 5, PUBG, well, in quotes, PUBG, Debatable. Super Mario, <laughs> yeah, Super Mario Odyssey, Wolfenstein 2, New Colossus, yep. Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, yep. Nier Automata, Destiny 2, <laughs> Cuphead, Life is Strange, Uncharted, Lost Legacy. Pick that up on Black Friday. Looking forward to playing that. What Remains of Edith Finch, Warframe, Rainbow Six Siege. Also Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight. Yeah. That's a good one. Assassin's Creed Origins, Final Fantasy 25. I mean, <laughs> Final <laughs> Fantasy 15. May as well be. Sorry. Yeah, not 25. 15. Divinity Original Sin 
2, mm-hmm. which is a sin that it didn't win Best Role-Playing Game, even though, I mean, Persona 5 was very good. Injustice 2, I'll stop there, I guess. There's more. But those are the games that came out last year and were nominated for various awards. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, that's that's like the, the murderer's row of lineups. Like, there's a lot of good quality games. However, I do think 2018 has more total blockbuster games. Like, I would classify, like, God of War. I'd even classify, like, Detroit Become Human. And then Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2. I classify all of those as blockbuster. And then I would classify Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I'd put that above Origins simply because I think they did something in Odyssey that they needed to do. They switched up the formula. They gave you a new option. And like we talked about last week, while Origins put the, the kind of pieces in motion to get mm-hmm. more towards RPG. I think Odyssey takes it another step. Mm-hmm. I will say the Switch didn't have too, too many big releases like they did last year. I feel like yeah. Yeah. Pokemon... Kind of, not as many. They kind of blew their load. Yeah, because Pokemon was a lot of fun. <laughs> when is Smash coming out? That's coming out. It comes year. out... So when... It'll come out next Friday. So by the time this releases, okay. it'll be this Friday. That's that's their like. Uh, yeah, that's mm. their that's that's their coup de gras this year they're, they're because I feel like Pokemon, Pokemon was just like a little. It's just like a bridge because it's like here mm. we're gonna give you something. We have a new Pokemon game coming out in 2019, but this is just something to hold you over. And honestly, I think it was just their way of saying like we don't have a great Switch lineup for 2018. Like this is something mm. we know it's not anything major, but this is gonna satisfy a lot of our. Play- base and as somebody who was a pokemon fan growing up it totally satisfied my pokemon itch you know so obviously i'd give the switch in 2017 the leg up but i think overall because obviously like i loved horizon zero dawn i loved hellblade son of a sacrifice i'm trying to think of like what else in 2017 because i didn't play persona 5 i haven't had the chance to play uncharted lost legacy yet i actually tired on wolfenstein 2 just because when I, I liked the first one, but by the end of it, I was feeling mm-hmm. repetitive and I was like, I just want to get through this game. And then when I picked up two, it was more of the same. Like the story was cool, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to go through the gameplay to get to the next area of the story. Like it was just super repetitive, just kind of blasting things. And I just kind of soured on it. So that's why like that didn't really stand out to me. Like I know Manny loved it and like, I agree the story's cool, but I just couldn't stick with the gameplay long enough to advance mm. the story, you know? <laughs> it's like the Achilles heel. Yeah. <laughs> first person shoot, the single player first person shooter. So in my mind, I put 2018, maybe just slightly a step above because I had so many great single player, like narrative moments. Um, like Red Dead 2 lived up to every bit of hype. God of War blew me away. Spider-Man was everything I'd hoped a Spider-Man game would be and more. I loved Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I thought that was such a cool way to close out that trilogy. And that just, like, flew under the radar. And, like, while I said I was disappointed with Far Cry 5, I still enjoyed it. Like, I had some fun with it. I don't know. It's, it, it's really tough, and it could just be because it's the <laughs> more recent, but I think I gotta go 2018 right now. You know, just one observation just from all these games we're talking about? Mm-hmm. You know what's embarrassing? Is, I don't think a single. I don't think a single one of those is a Microsoft exclusive. Oh, oh yeah. Well, complete and total absence. Yeah. God of War, Red Mario, Zelda. You can Spider-Man. see they've kind of given up on this generation. Like they lost it. But I think yeah. there's. I think it's there's some hope for the future good. from Xbox. I mean, obviously, they still make great hardware. Like Xbox One right. X is easily the best console out there in terms of performance. 
It's just you don't have like many games to play on it. (laughs) So I mean, that you know they're gonna make good hardware. So now that they've actually acquired some studios, that's one the one thing I'll say about 2018 as well. Xbox, Microsoft, they made a lot of good moves this year, and I think they're setting up to actually bring some more competition. And as we've Mm -hmm. seen, when there's real competition, it breeds excellence across the board, and then we all benefit because we get to play some awesome fucking games. So you're you're going with a slight 2018, a slight, a slight, yeah. I think it's close. No matter what, it's definitely close. It's so close. It's so close. Uh, 2017 for like that nostalgia, because like you said, you had like Mario and Zelda coming out that well although this year you got pokemon coming out this year so there's always a pokemon game (laughs) that's true i don't know i'm still leaning 2017 but it that's so close it's so like yeah literally the only thing that tipped it and really it just means we've had two great years of gaming like we've had a lot of fun these past two years so that's what's cool too is it doesn't seem like it's slowing down like matto you mentioned this earlier like you know it seems like it keeps gaining momentum and it's like becoming more and more popular and like more and more and i'm curious to see what happens at the game awards because he keeps jeff Keeley keeps teasing like all these guests he gets i'm always curious to see how they cross over into the mainstream so it's cool that like you're starting to get more recognition and there's a lot of great games worth recognition Hmm. yeah Hmm. nice any general thoughts to add about 2018 2017 well, not 2017. I think we actually have a voicemail about 2018 from our good buddy oh. Bear. Let me get that up here. Oh. Boy. Our GBB. What up? We're three cool guys looking for other cool guys who want to hang out in our party mansion. Nothing sexual. Just kidding. It's your favorite bear, and it's totally <laughs> sexual. Uh, I just wanted to drop a line, say hello to the members of Minus One Manny. Hope you all are keeping warm and have your jutes pulled up high as the weather turns colder here. I had to use a shovel today. That was pretty gross. Um, anywho, video games. Mm. This year in gaming, the year of our Lord, 2018. What did I love? Dislike? Everything in between? I'll leave that up to the suits in Washington to decide. What I'm here to do is share with you a little slice of my life as a member of the online video game community this year and how things have evolved for me. Okay, mate, it's entirely self-serving. I'm not doing this for you. I am desperate for attention. Anywho, right around the end of the year last year, I was getting into Ghost Recon Wildlands PvP on PS4. It's very exciting, I know. So I post on Reddit that was looking for teammates. I put my username in the thread, you know, getting my deets out there. I forgot all about it. Forgot I did that, just as I forget about most things. Uh, fast forward to a few weeks later, I'm playing, carrying, you know, Fragging some boys, as we say in the business. Uh, and this velvety voice comes over the mic and says, uh, Hey, Magnum Bear. Turns out it's Manny, God rest his soul. Uh, he was the guy who made the Reddit thread, so apparently he was just as desperate as I was. Um, he but he had desperate. sent me a friend request on PSN. I didn't even notice or recognize it because I have the observational skills of a flash-frozen cranberry. Uh, anywho, we immediately fall in love. The next few weeks are a whirlwind, shooting bad boys, using our thumbs in ways we never thought possible. Etc. Uh, so we play a little bit. He plays with Tambo and I on and off. We both join the Omer Gaming, God rest its soul, uh, Discord, and I meet all of you people and just have been having a blast with you, chatting what Hideo Kojima probably smells like and listening to this wonderful podcast ever since. Uh, right around the time I met Manny, I was considering becoming a filthy streamer. Uh, he was one of the people who convinced me to actually pull the trigger and give it a try. So to everyone out there, you have Manny to blame. Uh, but I'm being long-winded, so I'll speed it up. 
I stopped playing Fortnite. I set up a webcam. I built a PC. I realized how bad I am at using a mouse and keyboard. I began regretting every decision in my life. I changed my username to BearShare. I watched Plus One Player grow into the media powerhouse it is today and also invent the Pikachu meme. And uh, I make some friends along the way. You people, you know? As far as games, I won't spend 30 minutes talking about the intricacies of Escape from Tarkov, which, as I'm concerned, is the best game of all time. Fight me IRL. But what I will say is, what did I love about this year? Finding you guys. That's when you go, aw, I bet Matt just did. What did I dislike? Finding out how wrong some of you are about hot dogs. It's really tragic. That's it. Of the bear. That was fantastic. Oh, Thank you so he much. He knows me too well. He does he know you. Said, oh, that was so weird. He's a, he's a loving member of the community, and as he said, feel free to go on over to twitch.tv slash bearshare and sub to our good friend Bear. He's a hilarious streamer. He's entertaining. He's friendly. Yeah. That's one of the things I love about 2018 as well. He, he brought Bear into our lives along with tons of other great people. people. Yeah. It, it definitely brought a lot of people into our uh, our lives this past year. So it's been a lot of fun meeting everybody, especially Bear. He's a he's a hoot. Thank you for such a lovely message, Bear. Yes, thank you, Bear. Yes, and if anybody oh, else... Sub to Bear. Yes, sub to Bear. If anybody else wants to leave a voicemail, feel free to give us a call at 347-509-5620. Let us know what you thought of 2018 how does it compare to 2017 what were you happy with what were you disappointed with what surprised you what lived up to the hype and what didn't give us a call we'd love to hear you we'll play it on next week's podcast nice Ooh, that was really lovely how heartwarming that was great Alrighty. well that means it is time for patch notes this is patch notes 11.29.18 in which we update you on the latest news that broke since last we spoke mine is a quickie so i'll go first teased today november 29th basically casey hudson who is the head of well he's a general manager of bioware released a blog post in which he writes uh and this is from don't feed the gamers by ryan carrier Casey Hudson writes in his blog post, if you've been following these blogs or myself and Mark Dara on Twitter, you know we're also working on some secret Dragon Age stuff. Dragon Age is an incredibly important franchise in our studio, and we're excited to continue its legacy. Look for more on this in the coming month, though I won't tell you where to look. (laughs) I am fairly certain that Casey Hudson's going to be at the Game Awards, so I'm also fairly certain that he will probably do some sort of Dragon Age 4 announcement there. That would be so dope. Dragon Age is a great franchise. I know Kate's a huge fan. I've played I've played two of them. I don't think I played the second one, the one in the middle. They're pretty solid games. You know, they're working on Anthem, so it'd be really cool to get a teaser for Dragon Age 4 at the Game Awards. So... Yeah, that's me. Did you guys play any of Dragon Age? I never played. Dragon I Age. have never been oh. a, a Dragon Age boy, but I know that uh, Kate is a huge fan. So yeah, yeah, it's they're they're pretty solid. What are what are they up to? How many game, Dragon Age games have there been? Well, they did Inquisition because that was one I wanted to kind of get into Inquisition, but like I heard like kind of mixed things about it. And I didn't know if I was really going to enjoy it. Oh yeah, there's there's only three. There's Origins, which is the first one, which is excellent, and it's like top down. Then there's uh, Dragon Age 2, which is one I didn't play. And then Inquisition, which was their, like, it wasn't top-down anymore. They had that cool combat system, which would go into, like, top-down, and you could, like, manage your characters like that. 
Oh, nice. I liked Inquisition, but yeah, it did get mixed reviews, I think. Anyway, that is my news. O'Neill, why don't you hit us with your news next? We're just going to re- reach back into the story that it keeps on giving, <laughs> which is uh, the uh, Fallout 76 of... Release. Release just train wreck. Yeah, it hasn't been the smoothest of releases. Not the uh, smoothest of rides. We're going to try to, like, you know, not... We won't harp dead on horse, anything. Though. Right, yeah, let's, yeah, you yeah. know, because... It's been. It's basically all it's been. It's it's very easy. It's low hanging fruit, but it's we got to talk about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the, the most recent thing that uh, many people are now talking about, it was the uh, it was the uh, two hundred dollars Fallout seventy six uh, special edition collector's box. Edition. Yeah, the collector's edition that had the the power armor edition, which had uh, like the power armor helmet. It had like a map. It had some like fun little ancillary little things to look at and then one of the other things was like the center of the controversy <laughs> was the uh, canvas bag that was supposed to come with it that you would carry all your goodies with mm-hmm. uh and it's was advertised as such both in image and with the title underneath mm-hmm. claiming it was a canvas bag people who ordered it were surprised to find out that it was not a canvas bag it was a nylon bag uh and when asked to clarify well, the original, the the, the tweet, the uh, like response that's sort of making the headlines is the one where the uh, representative said uh, it was something like, "Oh, the the bag, the canvas bag was for um, was a prototype only, mm-hmm. uh, and we have no plans to fix it." And that's the one that's been <laughs> yeah. kind of ma- that's, that's the, the one line. that's been making headlines. Yeah. yeah, and according to like Bethesda, they're saying they apologized for that and said like the person. Who, they were uh, like a contractor. Like, it was like a contractor. Yeah. Like, oh, this is not in line with like our their you know, policy, our policy yeah. on this. But then what happened after that? <laughs> Which was today, right? This morning. <laughs> yeah. This is what happened. Yeah. yeah. This has been updated now. They are now offering anyone who bought because of the you know the everyone being upset about it. They've offered anyone who bought the uh, special edition five hundred atoms, which is the in-game currency. Mm-hmm. Which is worth approximately five dollars, yeah, and can buy you almost nothing in the in, in, in the, the actual store. store. In the actual store, it's not even enough to buy like the cheapest outfit in the game. <laughs> and like they're saying, like we hope this doesn't prevent you from enjoying what we feel is one of our best collector's editions. And it's like, how do you shoot yourself in the foot in like the same <laughs> sentence while like defending it? It's like. It, <laughs> objectively is not your best collector's edition this goes back to what we were saying about blizzard i think in the realm of who in pr is making these decisions that aren't actually taking into account how the community feels and my whole issue with the bag situation which is like such an absurd thing to even have to talk about that like the bag was different materials yeah. you know but, yeah like on but, a, like on a base level like that who cares like it's a different bag but it's <laughs> it's the way the yeah. situation it goes back to like the management and like the way the situation was handled and like who is making the decision to reflect on the community this way and the yeah. the most the other thing that's ridiculous is that you have to assume like a a 
solid educated assumption is that anyone that bought the collector's edition is a massive fan of the series and those are the people that are probably posting on social media like i love this game so much even with like bad reviews like there's lots of fun things to do like this is the experience i had with like this other player in the game that was like really exciting and fun like those are probably the people who bought the collector's edition and like the fact that you're not going above and beyond for those people is like okay so how are you going to treat or how have you treated thus far the people that just bought the base version of the game right you right. know so it's like what is the pr department thinking and, and then the other things i was thinking about too is like the way that a company functions you know you had someone on the product team who was like presented the data to his manager or her manager and was like you know, this bag material, it's going to be a little too expensive for what we want to accomplish out of the collector's edition in terms of profits. I found an alternate material uh, that I think we can use that'll enhance the profits for the collector's edition, what we're going to earn. That manager said, okay, yeah, let's do that. Sign off. And then somewhere along the line, there was no communication to the marketing department that we changed the material. And there was no... There was no takedown of any of the marketing materials on their website, on the Bethesda store. Like there was just no communication there. And Mm -hmm. there was no, there was, that's where the breakdown happened, right? It happened between the product team who was looking at, at profits or finance or whoever, wherever that was. And it happened between the marketing team. And then even after this whole thing happened and the issue was blown completely wide open, like you still had a day later, yeah. Various places on the website, where like on their own materials, where this still hadn't been updated in various marketing materials, mm-hmm. and you're just like, well, is it a lack of staff? Is it a lack of direction? Like, if I came into work on Friday, and there was an HR emergency, like I'd drop everything else to fix that one thing. So, like, where are the priorities in that department that aren't getting handled correctly? So that's all I'd say about that. <laughs> I mean, that's that Very was strange. an incredible way to put it, really. Like, that was well thought out, well said. And I completely agree because, really, that's the only excuse is that there was just flat-out no communication. And I don't say that as, like, giving them a pass because while – it's an excuse. It doesn't matter. Like there's no reason for that to have happened. But if you, so if that's the reason, say product team just completely disregards getting over to the marketing team and letting them know, Hey, we made this change. It's no longer a canvas bag. You have to update X, Y, and Z marketing material to make sure it reflects. And Hey, we got to send out an email or some type of correspondence to all the people who have already pre-ordered this to let them know this is what they're getting. And so that's why it's very curious because this drives yeah. me nuts. Obviously, I don't work in the video game industry, and you know n- none of us do. But we all work in office settings, and the mm-hmm. number one most frustrating thing is lack of communication. And it's something that mm-hmm. can be so easily avoided by simply sending a message. And there's no reason for no communication anymore in this day and age. You have chats, you have video chats, you have telephones, you have cell phones, you have emails, mm-hmm. you have so many different ways. And most of the time, your work chat, your work email, it's all on your mobile device. You can't even say I was away from my laptop because you're carrying your phone around with you at all times. <laughs> so there's literally no reason for a lack of communication. Yeah, and you that's, all have phones. Exactly. We all have phones. <laughs> Despite <laughs> what some people Proving might believe. Right. <laughs> 
And so that's what's the most baffling thing is that in this day and age that they just have such a, a screw up on the communication side. And it's 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 a bummer because obviously Fallout 76 has had its issues at launch, whether it be server issues or, you know, things not working the way they're supposed to work. And you've had people talk about how maybe this should have been like an early release, like beta type game. But then when you when you actually talk to the people who are big fans of it, they've been enjoying their time with it. Like they like mm-hmm. parading around the wasteland with their friends. And that was exactly what I was saying when I was looking at this game from afar before it came out. Is that that'd probably be the cool thing to do is just like live in that Fallout world with your friends and just mm-hmm. go do quests and take down beasts and things like that. And that does look like a good time. And it just sucks that they've done everything else so wrong. Like you, mm-hmm. it's it tells you everything you need to know when they cut the price on it by at least twenty dollars a week after its release. I don't know. It, it sucks because I, I've always enjoyed Bethesda games. Like, and I think that's what a lot of people are kind of harping on is they just think that Bethesda is just super arrogant and they're like, we can do whatever we want and we'll get away with it. And I don't think that's really so much the case. I really just think they didn't believe that people would get this upset about these things. I think that's like one of the roots. Yeah, I think again, now I don't know the exact corporate structure of Bethesda, but I know there's Bethesda Game Studios, which built 76. So those are the developers who probably like poured countless hours and like, you know, did their absolute best to build this game. And then you have Softworks, Bethesda Softworks, which I think is like the sort of, you know, Zenimax, which owns it. So again, I think you have the sort of like parent company situation where you have this board of people or the president or CEO or whatever saying, hey, developers, this is the date this game's coming out. We have to hit these numbers for the end of the year. And the developers are just like, whoever represented the developers were probably, I could imagine just be like the game's going to be in an unfinished state Mm -hmm. and whatever person made the decision in that boardroom to be like, no, that's the date that person should be held accountable, whoever that is for, for the release and the state of the game. Mm -hmm. So I feel for like the actual game designers, the developers, like the composers and the musicians, like there's so much that is actually good about 76, but that has just been completely ignored. Yeah, it's a real bummer. Because of how the release has been handled. And I would put money on it again, that it's probably management making these poor decisions. What's so shocking about the whole thing is when the people who pre-ordered that, they all wanted the helmet. They could probably give a fuck less about the bag. Right, there so probably like, didn't even need to be a bag If at you all. just told them, <laughs> that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, no. if you just told them in advance, hey, by the way, guys, we had to change the type of bag it was. They're probably like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Just give me my power helmet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there would have been yeah. zero, I guarantee, zero controversy. Oh, like, man. Oh, it's just, it's such like a, a shame. A kind because, of cheap plastic. Like, and that's, when the beta was happening, I was like, I'm going to wait. If they even wanted to go, like, a little bit beyond they could have been like hey we changed the bag here's a unique collector's edition outfit for in-game yeah it's like just the five dollars ba- just like, baffling like it would have it's i feel like it's almost better if they didn't give them money like the 500 like adam oh, bucks yeah. if they just like, like that's like heartfelt apology <laughs> yeah that's like oh my god like seriously yeah especially because it's so easily found out that you're like well this isn't really gonna buy us anything so it's just it, uh. yeah well i have high hopes i think that they're in the coming months i really think that that game will you'll start to see the focus on what it really is and i i envision they're going to be ongoing support 
So that's why I've I've been kind of yeah no waiting. they announced like all the fixes they're doing and stuff so. yeah and I've been I've been waiting for that one so like in a couple months I'll pick that up when mm-hmm. some of these fixes are all done and I'll see where it's at and hopefully I'll have some fun on the wasteland. All right, Steve, what is uh, what's your patch notes? So mine is all about the Red Dead Online beta, which started this week. So I played a little bit last night. I played about three hours, and my initial impressions are I think it's very similar to how GTA Online launched, where it's just kind of like. A little bit bare bones at first. They're going to add stuff as time goes on. And right now it's just a beta, so I expect some things to be fixed after uh, they get some feedback. Because there definitely is some stuff that needs fixing. It's basically just like Red Dead, but you can be online. Like, you can hunt still. You can go to stores and sell things. I haven't seen the ability to, like, rob stores yet or, like, rob trains or banks. I could imagine that they'll end up putting in, like bank heists and train heists and just like they had heists in uh, GTA online. Um, so right now it's just kind of like team deathmatch stuff races. And then there's a ton of missions that you can do that are like story missions that you'll get match. You'll do matchmaking and pair up with other people and just like execute some story missions. And then there's also stranger missions where you can just encounter people out in the open and then they'll tell you to like escort, you know, a caravan to this point and you have to make it there in a certain time limit and other people in the map, can destroy your caravan if they want to so that's kind of fun and that would definitely be more fun in a posse i was trying to get kate involved but she was having a little bit of a technical issue so hopefully we'll get to play this weekend because obviously it'd be a lot more fun with a posse like that's what i was saying when i was playing last night is like i can see myself having so much fun with like because you can have up to seven people in a posse at a time i would have such a blast with like you know five or six what was that a posse and I think we're going to be called, since we're I, since we're plus one player, I think we're going to be pop that posse. <laughs> oh, uh, my oh. God. It's actually really good. <laughs> it's great. But That's one of the things that stick out, stuck out to me and obviously stuck out to a lot of people is the game's economy. Things seem to be priced pretty high. And you, you don't funny. really make a lot of money right off the bat. Like, I played for, like, three hours last night, and I finished up with, like, 125 bucks. And then there's okay. a separate currency that's gold bars. And, like, each mission you do will get you gold nuggets, which is really equates to, like, .02 of a gold oh, bar. Boy. And so you need to – people did the math. And you need to do, like, Show eight hours worth nuts. of grinding to get one gold bar. And it's supposed, it's supposed that all the gold bars are going to be used for cosmetic purposes, but that's not the case. So I'm going to read a little bit of this article here from Kotaku by Zach Zwelzen. I don't know if I pronounced oh, that correctly, but hey, we'll find Hi, out. Zach. Players are already upset about Red Dead Online's economy is the title of this article. I'm not going to do the whole thing here. Just going to read like little snippets here. Fans have been worried about microtransactions since before Red Dead Online launched. Some joked about wolf cards, which is a reference to the device of shark cards that can be purchased in GTA Online for real money. Some GTA players feel that shark cards are the reason GTA Online has seen in-game prices on the new content skyrocket. These fears aren't completely without merit, as evidence shows that over the past five years, prices have indeed increased on cars and other items in gta online so not a good sign here red dead online's economy is different from gta online economy in a few key ways one of the first and most obvious differences is the prices and rewards players receive many items in the store cost a few in-game bucks or even less than a dollar in keeping with the economy of the old west where a few dollars could go a long way many missions and activities pay out only three or five dollars in gta online the payouts and costs are in the thousands and millions but of course it's like a modern setting so it makes sense 
The other major difference is that Red Dead Online includes two currencies. Cash is the easiest to earn and is rewarded when completing missions, playing competitive modes, and selling animal pelts or fish. The other currency is gold, which functions more like a premium currency found in games like Rainbow Six Siege. Gold bars are used for various things in Red Dead Online. Players can use gold bars to buy special cosmetic items, unlock certain items faster, or even to reset their morality meter, which can be useful for players who want to always be a good cowpoke or a nasty cowpoke. So, hmm. it goes on to say a bunch of other things, but one of the things that sticks out to me is that when you get your first horse, which is a shitty fucking horse, it's not a good horse. Like, it has no stamina, it has, like, no health, it, you, like, it takes forever to get across the map because you're, you can't sprint that far. Hmm. So to get that one, to get horse insurance, which basically makes it so... You, if it dies, you can bring it right back to life. It doesn't cost anything. But all future horses, it costs five gold bars to buy horse insurance. So that's not a cosmetic item. That what? sounds something that's God, very vital because if you don't buy horse insurance, if your horse dies, you have to wait it's two so minutes silly. before the horse comes back to life. Like, what? <laughs> so now I'm like, I hope this is one of the things that changes because I got to tell you, this would be fucking terrible. If it's just cosmetic items, like if it's just gold bars to buy jackets and hats and shit, cool. I don't care. I'm not going to buy that. But if like it's going to affect whether or not I can afford to insure my horse or like if it ends up being anything involving like competitive aspects of it, that's a problem. And like if you can all of a sudden unlock something at like level six that you really shouldn't have until level 50, that's again, that's a balance problem. That's a competitive balance problem. So my hope is because it's still in beta, and I'm I'm just echoing the hopes of plenty of other players here that have already dabbled with it this week. They sh- they should fix this in game economy because like it is a grind. Like I played for like three hours last night, and most of the money I was spending was like buying myself like provisions so I could you know feed myself and my horse to keep us going because uh- you need to still do that, and you need to buy gun oil to clean your gun. And again, all that stuff costs money. So if you don't make any money, then you literally can't survive. <laughs> mm, and there Jesus. is, I mean, there's stuff to do. Real. And a lot of, like, you can stumble upon gang hideouts too, which is cool. Because you, you just take out an entire gang and then loot everybody. And you usually walk away with, you know, a few bucks there. But the payouts aren't anything massive. Like I said, I played for like three hours yep. and only ended up with 120 bucks. And I finished with .24 of a gold bar. So do the math on that. Figure out how long it's going to take me to get a fucking gold bar. Yikes. Cerrone. Yeah. Well, I imagine they'll probably alter something in there. Like, at least have more more opportunities to make money. Yeah, that's the thing is I'm worried about it. Because, like, those shark cards... I'm not going to lie. I bought some shark cards. Because when I re-got into GTA Online, I felt like I missed out on a ton of shit. So I needed to buy a shark Mm. card so I could, like, buy all these different things. So I could do, like, the CEO missions and the motorcycle club missions and all that shit. And so I'm worried that, like, they're going to give that opportunity again because I'm sure they made a ton of money off it. Like, GTA Online, mm. like, like, GTA 5 keeps selling in, like, the top five right. every month. It's insane. Yeah. All righty. Well, that was Patch Notes 11.29.18. Steve, would you like to wrap us up? Well, this has been another exciting episode of the Plus One Player Podcast. We had a great time talking about all of the fake news that we confirmed with sources that definitely don't exist. We had a good time looking back at 2018 and doing a little comparison to 2017 we realized that we've just had a lot of fun these past two years in gaming and of course we close it out updating you on the gaming news that broke since last we spoke 
So if you've enjoyed what you heard on this episode or any of the other episodes, please feel free to go to whatever podcast service you're listening to us on, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, Pocket Cast, whatever it may be. Give us a like, subscribe to us, write us a review, do all of those things because it goes a long way and we really appreciate the support. We love you guys for it. And of course, if you've enjoyed what you've heard, go on over to patreon.com slash plus one player and feel free to throw us a buck or two because every single dollar you give us will go right back into the show to make it the best it could possibly be. And we love our Patreon supporters. They mean the world to us. And they get the sweet blooper reel. So if you want to go see funny bloops, you got to hop on that Patreon train. So as we wind down episode 56, we've had a great time. And as always, wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, we appreciate you. And we will talk to you all very soon. This Justin Fortnite has sweeped the competition in the swept? 2018. My sources say sweeped. <laughs> so <laughs> Fortnite would sweep the competition. Right. Yeah. Sweeped. So my source might be a 12-year-old middle school student. <laughs>